0: Welcome back to the Why We Eat podcast. I'm Emily Berry, dietitian, mom, and lover of food. Each episode, we deep dive into reasons behind why we eat, plus give you tools and tips to help take that knowledge and turn it into habits that build the healthy lifestyle that you want. Now, if you're wanting more individualized support or guidance, please reach out to me on Instagram at Mama Berry Nutrition. Now, let's dive in cravings, our nemesis. So many people struggle with cravings, blame cravings for the reason behind why they can't lose weight, why they can't be healthy. And they have some validity in thinking that way. Cravings are sometimes so hard to control, to overcome, that they really do get in the way of building the healthy habits that we want. Today, we are going to deep dive into why cravings happen and how to prevent them because the only way to prevent or at least manage your cravings is to understand where they are coming from. And you'll learn a little bit more of that towards the end of this episode. Let's start with where these cravings are coming from. Cravings can manifest from a physical place, from hormone imbalances. Things that cause us to have increased cravings are lack of sleep, increased stress. The sleep and the stress cause cravings because of the hormone imbalance that they are causing, cascading into an overwhelming urge to eat or to eat a certain food. But for especially women, there are other reasons why our hormones fluctuate, and those hormone fluctuations are what is causing us to crave certain foods. Beyond the hormone fluctuation, things like lack of sleep can lower our inhibition, which means that if we had this intention to hit certain health habits one day, but we just don't have the energy, don't have the clarity to stick with it, it's a lot harder not to give in to these really intense and hard to manage cravings. Stress can also manifest itself physically in this need to move to crunch, to grind, which might be why you crave things like chips when you are stressed out. Other physical reasons why we might have cravings are blood sugar management. So when our blood sugar is dipping too low, we will crave quick carbs like sugar or other simple carbs. This is to help our body shoot that blood sugar back up and start feeling good again. These cravings aren't bad. It's our bodies signaling us that, hey, you need some energy, you need some quick usable calories, usually comes in the form of sugar. And the last physical reason why we might have cravings is hunger. If you are out of touch with your hunger signals, they can appear as cravings. So you're physically hungry, you need food, But instead of feeling that feeling in your stomach or a little cloudy in your head, you just have a craving instead. There are also mental and emotional reasons behind why we might have cravings. Reasons beyond the physical, chemical things happening in our bodies, and I've already touched on that a little bit with the lack of sleep and high stress, but we also crave foods for emotional management. We live in a day and age where just covering up our emotions is so much easier than managing them. One of the ways we do that is through food. See, food gives us a dopamine response in our brain, that feel-good hormone, that feel-good chemical that can go through our bodies, can cover up feelings of loneliness, anger, sadness. It is a quick band-aid fix to not feeling good. Other things cause dopamine release too, hugs, laughing, but food is one of the easiest things to reach for and we can get in the habit of using food to make us feel good When the real issue is the emotion that we're feeling going through it, actually experiencing it, figuring out where it's coming from and trying to fix the actual issue rather than just band-aiding it with food. I'm not saying that food can never be used as a feel-good mechanism, but it should be one tool in your toolbox of ways to feel good. We'll talk a little bit more about when to give into cravings and how to give into cravings here in a little bit. But let me talk about one last trigger of craving, and that is restriction. Good old restriction. One of the habits that is so heavily promoted in diet culture in Specific diets and programs, and what you should be doing. This mentality, this one concept of restricting foods, can actually be making your cravings so much worse and making it so much harder for you to create healthy habits that last. When we restrict certain foods or food groups to an extreme measure, we only want them more. And this can come in a couple of different forms, one of which being, if you're just not eating enough, if you're following a diet plan that's around 1,200 calories or even a little bit more than that, it is likely too low for you. I mean, 1,200 calories is definitely too low. I don't care if you're only five foot tall, if you're not very active, 1,200 calories is what a toddler needs. A little 25 pound toddler only needs 1,200 calories. A grown adult person, even if you're a small statured, even if you want to lose weight, you need more than that. When you restrict your calories to that point, your body is going to start screaming at you. It is going to be throwing you cravings left and right because it's telling you, I need more food. That is when the sensation to eat can feel overwhelming. That is when you can have these late night binges because these cravings, these urges to eat are just so loud that you cannot, with any of your power, avoid them. And once you start allowing yourself to eat, your body is just sending you more and more of these signals saying, hey, eat more, eat more. We are in a mode of starvation. Your body does not know the difference between a calorie restricted diet and true starvation. Your body does not know that there's a McDonald's down the street. It thinks that you are in a state where food is scarce and that if you are around food, you should be eating as much as you can. It's also telling you to eat calorie dense foods. So, high sugar, high fat, which is why we crave lots of fried foods, lots of sweet foods, especially in an extreme calorie deficit. This is just a survival mechanism. This is not anything wrong with your body. So the way to fix this is making sure that you, if you are counting calories, if you are trying to create a calorie deficit, make sure it's mild to 300 calories, maximum 500 calories, but I really reserve that for people who need a lot more calories. If you're just looking to lose five pounds, you need maybe 2,000 calories a day. Don't subtract 500 from that. That's too much. The other way that restriction can cause cravings is in restricting certain foods or food groups. Think of yourself as just a big kid. I mean, because that's really what we are. What happens when you tell a kid, no, you cannot have this. No, you cannot do this. They want to do it even more. The same thing happens to you when you tell yourself, no, you cannot eat this food, this food group. You simply want it more. You have put this food up on a pedestal. No longer is that just ice cream, but that is the ice cream that I'm not allowed to have, that's my guilty pleasure. I only get to have it on a cheat day. Now, apart from the dopamine response that's happening when you eat a yummy, delicious food like ice cream, you are also getting some extra excitement, some extra adrenaline that is making that experience even more electric than it would be if you just ate ice cream regularly this combination long-term leads to intense cravings for these things. You have taken a food that's just a food and turned it into a whole sensation and whole event that now you not only crave the food, you crave that event. You crave the freedom that comes along with eating certain foods. You crave the excitement that comes along with eating off-limits foods. All of these build up to be an irresistible craving. Knowing this, knowing the reasons behind our cravings, whether they be from a physical standpoint or a mental, psychological standpoint, this is how we beat cravings. Finding the source, finding the trigger, and identifying that. can we take supplements to decrease our craving? The answer, like the answer with anything surrounding nutrition is yes and no, it's complicated. If you are having a deficiency of a certain vitamin, mineral, micronutrient, then you might have certain cravings related to that. Most of us are not deficient. Most of us are getting enough of the vitamins and minerals we need. And so supplementation's not going to help you beat your cravings. Don't buy into any advertisement that's like, oh, if you just take magnesium, all of your sweets cravings will go away. Because if you're getting enough magnesium through your diet, you're fine. And if you're worried about deficiency, please see your doctor before you buy in any supplements. I am going to give you the exact breakdown that I give to my clients when they are having cravings. Step one is identify your source. After learning about what causes cravings, you may be picking out a few things that are likely the source behind your cravings. And it's probably more than one thing. Just pay attention to when you are usually having cravings, what is going on. Do a quick body check in. How am I feeling physically, mentally, emotionally? And that will start giving you clues to your main cravings triggers. Everyone is different, but the sources of cravings do boil back to some of the things we were talking about today. After you have done this for a few days, you can start to identify some patterns. Do you always have cravings when you're feeling tired at night right before bed? That might mean that your cravings are linked with a need for sleep. Do you constantly have cravings in the middle of the day when you're bored? That might mean that your craving is linked with the feeling or emotion of boredom. And so on and so forth. There are a million different scenarios and I can't go through all of them today the important thing to remember is to find your own personal pattern. And step three is to try to treat the trigger. Telling ourselves to have willpower and be in control of our cravings, that just doesn't work if you aren't taking care of the reason behind why you're having the craving. If it's that it's late at night and you need to go to sleep, try going to sleep instead of giving in to that sugar craving that's only going to keep you awake longer. If it's because you're feeling bored midday, find something to do, something to entertain you, to help keep you going, so that it can take the place of the void that food was filling in that moment. Now, this is not to say that you can never eat food just because you're having a craving. That's not how our life works. There is definitely a satisfaction behind eating a food you're craving. The important thing to remember is the intention behind eating the food. So if you are just feeling like shit, your kids have been screaming at you all day, you're stressed to the max, and you just want to eat a brownie, even though you know it's not going to make you feel better, but it'll give you like that second of relief. That might not be the best time to give into the craving because you know it's not really going to make you feel better. Think about how you will feel after you eat the food is it gonna make you feel better? Is it gonna make you feel worse? And that can be a really easy indication of whether or not to give into a craving. And if you struggle with, but I can't just have one. If I'm craving this, I, I will eat the whole pack of it. Well, check out episode seven, where I deep dive into that mindset. All of these tips are well and good, and I know that they will be beneficial. They'll help you take the first step. But for a lot of you listening right now, this might just scratch the surface. You might start to become aware of where your cravings are coming from, and you might even take a step forward into managing them. But it's still really hard to deal with cravings, and I don't want to downplay that. We definitely live in a world that is high stress, that promotes lack of sleep, that we don't even have time to process our emotions because of how much input we're getting. And dealing with cravings can just feel really, really hard because all of these external factors are working against us. This is where, with my clients, we do the one-on-one work. We figure out exactly where their cravings are coming from. We set them up with specific tools to help manage these. More than what we've talked about today, remember this podcast, it's, it's general advice. That's what I can give you on a podcast. If you want some more one-on-one individualized help, please reach out to me on social media at MamaBerryNutrition. Find my website, MamaBerryNutrition.com. Let me know what it is you're struggling with, and we can work on it together. Remember, you're not alone. Sometimes it might feel like You are like, how am I so out of control, out of touch with my body and my needs that I sat down and ate a whole pint of ice cream last night? But we've all been there. And that's why today I'm going to ask you to do something I haven't asked you to do yet. And that is to share this podcast, share it on your socials, shout it out. Let people know what you're listening to because so many people need to hear that cravings are normal. They have reasons behind them. Your body's not broken. There is nothing wrong with you. And there are ways around them. There are ways to get a little more in control of your cravings. Thank you so much for listening today. I really hope that this was an eye-opening episode for you and I'm wishing you a healthy and happy week. Bye.